Hello there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. Today we're going to be talking about A Mirror Mended by Alex E. Haro. This is the second novel in her Fractured Fairy Tales series, um, follow-up to A Spindle Splintered. And, of course, our protagonist, Zinnia, is still traversing the multiverse of, <laughs> of fairy tales, namely Sleeping Beauty. Um, honestly, it's gotten... I like how the book opens up because you can see how disillusioned she kind of is. If you remember the first book, she was so gung-ho with fairy tales, specifically Sleeping Beauty, because her life expectancy was expected to run out at 21. She was not expected to live longer than that. So she was obsessed with the tale of Sleeping Beauty. But now, you know, she's lived this tale. She has survived it. She's helping other people. Um, <coughs> break their curses. <coughs> and, you know, it's kind of just become super tedious for her. She's like, you know, it's kind of lost its shine, this happily ever after. She wants something new in her life. She wants some excitement. And she doesn't really want to go back to the real world um, because going back means her life begins to tick away again. And she doesn't want that anymore. And now she fell through a mirror. Now, what story tell, what fairy tale do we know has a mirror? Well, none other than Snow White. And who is she helping this time? Oh, not Snow White, not, not the little girl. No, she is helping the one and only Wicked Stepmother. <laughs> the one who wishes to be fairest of them all. Now, she doesn't really want to, you know? It's like, you're the villain. Oh, I'm not going to help you. But really, what does it mean to make a villain? And I like how, you know, the first story really did subvert your expectations. It subverted making your own happiness. Um, it subverted, you know, that sexist undertone that, you know, existed in fairy tales. And, you know, they very much were a product of their time. We're still analyzing that, but we're also analyzing it through the lens of what makes a villain. Oh, well, here you have a woman. She is unmarried. She is a widow. She has power. Clearly, she must be up to no good. Clearly, she must be a villain since she does not bend to the will of men. Right? She wants to hold her own. She wants her autonomy. And it takes Zinnia a while to really see like wow you're actually not a villain you're she's you know she it takes a while to realize wow you're very much a lot like the dark fairy from you know sleeping beauty you're not a villain you are just a product of your time you're just a product of your environment but everything you're doing It's just to keep yourself safe. You're a foreigner, you know. You're a foreign woman in charge of a kingdom. No one really wants you. Everyone thinks you bewitched the former king. Everyone now thinks you killed the king. So it's all about what makes the villain. You know, what are those tropes that make a villain? 
I'm like, God, I wish I were back in college in my fairy tale class. I would just like slam this book on my teacher's desk and be like, okay, we need to talk about this book here. Um, there's a lot to unpack, just like with the first one. I think it's great that in the span of 144 pages, there's so much that's happening. There's so much subtext. There's so much language. You know, Hara really is such a talented writer because she makes you think. You know, she uses her words carefully. Her word choice is amazing. Her syntax, her structure, her pacing. She doesn't have to use 300, 400 pages to tell her story. She can get it done in 144 pages and it's still just as impactful and as thoughtful, right? And that's really what I took away from this narrative, you know? just how engaging it is. I really do love fairy tales. Um, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I really just love how Haro is taking them apart, disassembling them, and re... Oh, God, I had the word and I lost the word. <laughs> She's reinventing them. There we go. She's reinventing these classic fairy tales in a way that makes them engaging. And again, she is subverting all expectations. She is subverting what it means to be a villain, what it means to have a happily ever after. And again, it, it, there is that question of, you know, what is your happily ever after? You know, ha happiness is what you make of it. It is what you make of it. Your happiness is what you, you make of it. And for Zin, um, she's not really living. She's just kind of going through the motions. And you see that in the beginning of the book, especially when she says, my former best friend. And you're just like, okay, yo, whoa, what the heck happened? You're questioning it, you know? You're questioning, who is this girl at this point? And she's like, wait a second. What happened to that girl from book one? She's gone through a lot. She cheated death, um, not forever, but for the time being. She's running away into fairy tale after fairy tale after fairy tale so that she can escape her own fate, so she can, you know, kind of stop living. But it's having a lot of unforeseen circumstances. And her that's why. It, her for friend is her former friend because just like hey your actions have consequences by going through universe after universe after universe she's blurring those lines between the universes so they're folding in together so glass slippers are appearing in our world and books from our world are appearing into others and people are jumping into other fairy tales that are not their own there's a lot happening and Zin doesn't really want to look at those consequences because that means she has to really stop and think about her own life and she has to think about, wow, I'm kind of just screwing up the fabric of the universe, aren't I? Because of her desire to want to live and you can't really fault her for that, but is she really living, you know? By her running away repeatedly, is she really living a life she wants to live? I mean, she's not at home with her family. She's not at home with her friends, you know, both her family made of blood and her found family that she formed with her friend and a princess, you know. So there's a lot that's 
that you have to unpack. It's like your happiness is what you make of it. You get to choose your happiness. But running away and ignoring to face reality, I mean, that's not going to make you happy either. And that's all that Zen is doing. So you get to see her evolve even more as a character. And then as she's teamed up with this villain, jumping through Snow White after Snow White after Snow White, it's more of just like, okay, now what's happening? <laughs> um, and then you get to see, oh, there are so many twists and turns. And you're seeing, again, so many other renditions of the same fairy tale. And it's just like, wow, hero's imagination. I applaud her for her imagination. Her ability to show the reader various different versions of the same fairy tale that take such different turns and then she's also bringing she's also going forward you know where grim fairy tales ends she's taking it a step forward she's like okay we have this allusion to something that happened i don't want to spoil it for you that's why i'm talking this way there's this allusion to something that's going to happen she takes it a step further and goes with it and i'm just like this is mind blowing i love it i love harrow so much um, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> and I also love that our main protagonist is bisexual. And it's something that's ever been explicitly said, you know. And again, I like that. She is just another protagonist who just happens to be bisexual. And I like that exploration of her identity as well. Because it is something she struggles with. Her identity. Again, she was a dying girl who was given another, a new, whole new lease on life. Every time she comes back to the real world from being in the multiverse, it's like the clock resets and she has another 21 years. Can't really fault her for wanting those extra 21 years. I think anyone would. But again, fabric of the universe, falling apart at the seams. So, um, anyway, <laughs> uh, if I have to give this book a rating, it's going to be five out of five stars. Let's face it. It's absolutely spectacular. It is amazing. It is well done. It is well structured. I think... Harrow is an amazing, amazing novelist. She is so great with words. Again, I read her other book, um, Once in Future Witches. Oh my God, that book is so amazing. I cannot stress it enough. And then Spindle Splintered, amazing. And now this one, amazing. Now I have to go back and read A Thousand Doors January. Um, I mean, I'm hoping it's going to be as amazing. <laughs> but... She is such a talented writer. She's imaginative. She's thoughtful. She makes you think. She makes you feel. And that's what I love about a good story. Length doesn't matter, you know? It's how well you can tell the story. And if she can make 144 just as impactful as a 300 book page book, then that just shows you just how talented and wonderful she is. I could only aspire to be as talented as her. Um, new goal in life. Be as talented as Haro. <laughs> anyway, once again, five out of five stars for A Mirror Mended. I highly recommend the Fractured Fairy Tale series. Um, beginning with A Spindle Splintered, I really hope that she will continue the series um, with another installment. If not, I mean... Both books had really solid conclusions. I didn't, after I read A Spindle Splinter, I didn't think there was going to be a sequel. And then, bam, another book came out. And I was like, wow, this is really good. And she ends her books on a note um, that leaves kind of the door open for a future novel. 
but it does, it's no, not a cliffhanger. It's just a story. So again, five out of five stars. If you want to purchase the book, please remember to purchase from your book, local bookseller or online book retailer. If money is tied, check out the book from your local library. And on that note, I hope you all continue to support me here by liking this podcast, subscribing, and sharing with all your book-loving friends. Have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.